0: What's an agenda? It's a question I ask myself, and get asked, a lot. The answer is larger and more personal than a simple response can do justice. This series is an exploration of different facets of that question, a record of dialogues among transgender, non-binary, and gender non-conforming individuals. I hope it offers a window into our lives, to those who live outside it, and a source of inspiration and validation for those of you who can't currently live authentically in your own lives. I'm your host, Tenacity, or Temerity, or sometimes T, Granger. I use they, them, and Fay fair pronouns, and we're here to take another look at answering what's in a gender.
1: I have Indigo here with me. Right, right, I'm Indigo. Pronouns have been shifting around a lot recently, but we're going to go with they, them, and he, him for today. I am an uh, illustrator, and I like to... Draw pictures, I suppose. Make money selling coffee. I have not made any money off of my illustrations yet. But I hope to change that. <laughs> Alright. My gender is <laughs> subgenre of male.
0: I like subgenres. Like the really niche ones. You know? mm-hmm. Cult classic man. You know, that that sort of thing. Like
1: Classic man. I'd say like more like harsh noise very harsh noise man That sounds good. I don't know how you have fluttery harsh noise but
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can I can vibe with that. Something that's hard to dance to.
1: Something that's very hard to dance to. No beat. Beats nope. allowed.
0: All right. All right. No beats allowed.
1: <laughs> okay. So, for this one,
0: we were going to start with just this is something I wrote back in March. I was feeling pretty down about how society treats trans people. Tired, angry, that sort of stuff. So, uh, it was, it was in the lead up to trans, trans day of visibility before I was out in all spaces, but with a plan to come out in that and very frustrated with quarantine starting up where we are and things like that. I wasn't able to do a lot of the stuff that was validating and I was still just dealing with cis people all the time and it was, it was hard and, I still deal with cis people all the time, and it's still hard, but I'm in a little different mental state, although I still I still feel this quite often. I don't know. I think you can probably relate to that.
1: Probably. I, I, probably. <laughs> uh, try not to deal with cis people, but I guess they're out there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't worry. We won't have any of them on this show.
1: Okay, sounds good. <laughs>
0: Today I want to talk about being tired, I want to talk about being angry, today I want to talk about being tired of being angry and the rage that that exhaustion brings. I'm tired of societal gaslighting, I'm tired of being told that this or that thing isn't transphobic, or that they didn't mean anything by it, or it's just a joke. It's not funny. And regardless of how much it doesn't hurt the cis, it hurts me. I'm Tired of being asked why I don't want to go swimming. I do want to go swimming. I'm not going to go swimming. I'm tired of why. I'm tired of why. (sighs) I'm tired of being called sir, of being called guy, of being called dude, even in groups, sometimes especially in groups. It's a reminder that society as a whole may never see me for who I am. It's a reminder of my pain. It is small, yes, just a tiny weight, but every bit adds up. I'm tired of the fact that I can't really bring it up because I don't have energy. And it's not that I don't have the energy to say, please don't do this often. It's that it's always a fight. And even if it isn't literally always a fight, it's a fight often enough that I need to summon up the energy in preparation for a fight, even if none comes. Because people won't make the slightest change to keep others comfortable. Because no one ever tells me it's a problem, or I stop when people ask, doesn't consider me asking good enough. Because it doesn't consider the fact that people have to out themselves to correct it. Because it doesn't change the fact that just because you say you'll change doesn't mean you will. Because it doesn't change the fact that it's a systematic issue as much as it is a personal one. It doesn't change the fact that we're tired. It shouldn't always be our burden to fix every minor thing every time it happens. I'm tired of taking the elevator to a floor I feel safe peeing in. Particularly since Spyro makes that more frequent. I'm tired of planning around urination when I'm in public because there are so many places I don't feel comfortable entering. I'm tired of people telling me not to worry about it, that nothing will happen, that no one cares. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe I'll be the next trans woman trans fam murdered for trying to piss. (sighs) I'm tired of fighting for pronouns I don't even use because the cis think they're hard. I'm tired of people who don't see gender. I'm tired of gender as a construct turfs who don't understand that many important and very real things are just a construct. I'm tired of explaining how the inadequacies of language leave us bound to hideous approximations of our identity because there literally are not words to express what we are, so we do the best we can. I'm tired of explaining that using they as a gender neutral only when you don't think someone is cis, rather than in every case where you don't know someone's pronouns, is shit. That mistrandering trans woman by using they when they ask for she is shit. That just because I'm non-binary, and of course I believe that they should be the default, that unless you're going to actually default to it, that you could be putting trans women and trans men in fear for their lives. If they think they've been clocked, they are in danger. I'm tired of bi-pan discourse. I'm tired of explaining that most of the people arguing that the other is inherently transphobic are only revealing their own transphobia. I'm tired of anyone but trans people complaining about Natalie Wynn. I'm tired of Natalie Wynn. I'm tired of cis gays who think they know what it's like, particularly men. I'm tired of fucking Rue fucking Paul's fucking drag race. I'm tired of people claiming drag is transphobic. I'm tired of transphobic drag. I'm tired of transphobic drag performers. I'm tired of Rue fucking Paul. I'm tired of explaining why I'm too tired of RuPaul and J.K.R. I'm tired of Yanov. I don't care what she did. You still don't get to misgender her. Getting gendered correctly isn't a privilege only the polite trans get. I'm tired of being the polite trans. I'm tired of Yanniv. Holy shit, am I tired of her bullshit and how much damage her crimes and ridiculousness do for us. But I'm also tired of cis folks using her as a weapon against us. I'm tired of defending Yanov. I'm tired of defending Caitlyn Jenner. I'm tired of Caitlyn Jenner. I'm tired of being forced to explain again and again and again why things are harmful just in the hopes that maybe one day I'll have explained to so many people that my trans siblings will have explained to so many people that finally the culture shifts. I'm tired of holding the weight of change because the cis don't think it's their problem. I'm tired of explaining that it is their fucking problem. I'm tired of explaining that punching up and punching down aren't the same? And that yes, I can tell the difference? I'm tired of explaining what only trans people can reclaim. I'm tired of reclaiming things. I'm tired of cis privilege. I'm tired of being the one always responsible for providing the why, of being the one forced to relive the pain just so that the cis can maybe attempt to grasp it, so that by seeing my hurt and the hurt of those like me, that they may just believe something is actually wrong. I'm tired of failing to change the world. I'm tired I'm so fucking tired. All right. Uh yeah. so yeah, there's there's a lot of rage there, obviously. Mhm. There's I mean there's anger, there's there's a lot of emotions in all of that.
1: Yeah, like I feel I feel that. You know, I feel how difficult it is to like interact with these people and like it's, that reminded me of how like you know, why I like I'm so passive I can be so passive around says people you know like
0: yeah it's not safe and even if it is safe like we don't get much from it you know
1: it's tiring you know and it's just like it's just like yeah I guess I I, I don't carry the weight of change I guess I just don't bother you know yeah like
0: and I mean it's not your responsibility to and that's yeah. i don't know i i get this weird i get into this weird state where like i'm fueling off that anger mm. but it's also eating away at me so like it drives me to get up and be out there and put myself out there and be like fuck it i'm trans
1: yeah yeah i i also know that feeling you know i feel like you know my stuff just feeling like but keep wearing like you know, very effeminate clothes. It gets like very, you know, I, I, I mean, it's not, I didn't choose to like want to do that, but I did choose to like, I did choose to do that. I did choose to express myself that way. And that is like, I don't know, I find that so like tiring and so like, it's like, this is very loud. This is very me. This is very like different from what I see a lot of other people doing. And it, makes me feel very afraid because of that. And it's such a, it's such an unfortunate dialectic, because on the one hand, you just, like, you want to be loud, you want to be yourself, you want to...
0: Twirly skirts.
1: And... <laughs> <laughs> on the other hand, you want to... You don't want anyone to look at you at all, or at least that's how I feel, you know? Yeah. I want to be seen, and I don't want to be seen.
0: Yeah, I want to... I want to be
1: on some level as
0: as much as there's a part of me who wants to be seen. I want to be seen because I'm weird and out there mm. and I hopefully can command a room. I don't want to be seen because I'm trans. Like I'm different and being trans is part of that. But I don't like the fact that it's part of that. Like, I want I want being trans to be kind of normalized, and I want to be seen as different for all the other weird shit I'm up to. Because I'm... I mean, we, we both know. I'm up to some weird shit, but <laughs> being trans is the first thing people see. And that's exhausting, because, like, yeah, I'm trans, but I'm not trans first.
1: Yeah, I see, I see what you're saying. I understand that. I feel like I can get wrapped up in like my own like internalized transphobia sometimes i yeah. you know i do see myself as trans first like, yeah or anything else you know it's like this is where i meet all my friends you know oh yeah yeah trans people <laughs> are way better
0: than cis people don't tell the cis that but but it's true <laughs> oh
1: um i'll try <laughs> <laughs> We might find out though. I
0: mean you can tell the cis that I'm not gonna stop you, but uh, okay. they don't like to hear it. I'm not sure why.
1: <laughs> uh, the ones who don't mind hearing it are the ones I keep talking to. Um, it's good that's a good choice. Yeah. The test.
0: I should um, I should I should test more people that way. I
1: don't know, I'll but I mean
0: th- there is an argument to be made there though that like trans people have had to like dig into themselves to figure out who they are, and they've had to do so many things twice that cis people only have to do once, um, yeah. or more than twice. Um, God. <laughs> uh, and that's, I mean, trans people, as an average, know themselves way better than cis people. I think. I mean, they have to to reach the point of saying yes, I'm trans, and being out about that in the world. I mean. A closeted trans person may not have had the chance to do that. An egg may not have. But I think that like if somebody is out as trans, they have made a conscious choice to say, I am this thing that society didn't expect me to be, and I had to claim that for myself. And there's like I don't wanna I don't wanna make this inspiration point or something. We're just trying to live our lives, but you know, there is power in saying I am this thing that society in many ways hates me for. And that it does not accept, and that even if they don't hate me, like I had to pull this out. Like, this wasn't something that anyone expected. And that sucks, but it's also like, hey, you figured something else, something about yourself. You interrogated. And that's powerful. And I like talking to people who think about theirs self their their relationship to self their relationship to society and stuff like that and i think trans people on average do that more than cis people because they have to i oh, don't know your thoughts
1: oh yeah god yeah you know and like it connected to that sense of power and sometimes i'm really not you know sometimes i feel really defeated <laughs> and, like really i get so tired i like forget that there's i forget about that sense of power and like i feel like i'm in that kind of space right now uh-huh. you know like, yeah like, the gender difficulty happening, you know, because, like, I don't know, I, I feel like um, sometimes with the way I experience gender, I just feel like, um. I'm not quite sure how to unravel it, but, like, it makes me feel like I'm, uh, I just don't want to keep pushing, like, I just want to, like, sometimes I, I feel like I'm pushing so hard, I'm just, like, I, I, I like look at myself and I'm just like, oh gosh, you know, <laughs> this is a mess. This is too much. You know, I guess that's dysphoria, but like, um, the oh. way dysphoria comes up sometimes can be disheartening, you know, yeah. like, yeah, uh, it's, um, it's like, it's a reminder of like the fact that like, I in some way expect myself to like, look like, look like says people, I guess.
0: Yeah, and I mean that's that's hard. I mean I'm non-binary. I can't pass as non-binary. You're you're talking about some of your. I'm just saying, like I'm non-binary. There's th- I will never reach a point in my life where I pass as non-binary in all spaces. People just sort of pick one. At best case scenario, I'll get a sort of fifty-fifty here in a bunch of, are you a man or a woman? No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and that's that's something frustrating to look forward to. It's still better, though. Like, I like the question right now, but I'm sure, I'm sure there will come a point in my life where I am sick of I'll add a little, I'll add a little, another stanza to my to my screed there. I'm tired of being asked if I'm a man or a woman for the last time. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not. <laughs> but, <laughs> but right now, I like it, because at least it means that you can't tell, and that's kind of what I'm going for, a little bit. Mm-hmm. I lean a little bit more towards the fem side, but hey. You were talking about uh, gender difficulty. Did you want to talk about that more?
1: Um, Gender difficulty. Yeah. I guess with where I'm at, you know, I spent, like, um, you know, I've been, like, transing, I guess. You know, I've been, like, out, or, like, I've been thinking about, like, I've been interrogating, like, my gendered relationship to society for, like, six years i guess i'll put it that way and like go through a lot of phases with it and like you know i i, I like to say i've like reconstructed my own egg and crawled back inside of it a couple times <laughs> or at least attempted to in the past year center or gender non-conforming man which like i guess was has been like pretty exciting for me and like is a gender i really i really like you know i think it's like I don't know, I think I like the juxtaposition of it.
0: It's a fun gender. I want, I want there to be more people out as that gender, for sure. Like Yeah, and
1: I... <laughs> embodying it, I realize where there aren't. You know, like, I feel like I do it for a while, and I get really worn out. You know, yeah. like, I am just, like, you know, like, my dysphoria shifts even. Like, I start disliking my facial hair, and I start like, feeling weird about, like, looking masculine. Because, and I notice the more worn out I get on it, like, the more I feel that way. And I'll, like, slide back into, like, you know, like, sort of, like, non-committal androgyny or, like, even womanhood as, like, you know, like, as, like, a crutch, you know? Like, yeah. I just get tired.
0: Yeah, I recently looked in the mirror and I was like, ah, I don't like my boobs today. I've spent how much money and time getting these? yeah. And now the, I'm like, mm, today I'm not really feeling it. Like they're just sort of these hairy flesh sacks on me.
1: Right. Oh, that's the tough thing. <laughs> I do
0: like it better when they're not hairy, though. So maybe, maybe I just maybe it's just because I haven't been able to wax in like two months. But still, like you get this weirdness, and there's like this fluidity that makes dysphoria a fucking mess. Because it's like, oh look, there is no one body. I need shape-shifting powers.
1: Yeah. It wears me out, you know? I'm, like, very... I'm, like... I've, like, never really, like... I don't know, I've, I've always found the experience of that to be quite tiring. And I've always, like, sort of tried to get myself to a place where that stops happening. <laughs> or, like... spend, But it, it hasn't. And I spend a lot of time interrogating, like, why it happens. And, like, why I feel this way. Um, which I'm probably never going to come to a conclusion to. But, um... I think way i see it this time around <sighs> yeah like being a very feminine man is just my brain is like too tiny to like comprehend that sometimes you know like having like gender identity and like your gender expression beyond like completely opposite axes is just like ooh <laughs> yeah
0: yeah i I feel you yeah. so you had you had mentioned reconstructing and re-entering an egg do you think do you think you're really reconstructing one, or is it a, is it like a Matroshka egg, where you've got, like, multiple eggs inside of each other? Interesting. What sort of dynamic do you think? I
1: don't know. That's interesting. I feel like one might call it, like, a gender fluidity kind of thing. Yeah. But, like, gender fluidity, the word, even, just has the sense of, like, it's chill, everything's, like, cool, I'm fine with this, you know? There's when I feel like it happens to me more as, like, I don't know, it feels more like a psychological burden to me. You know, like, Mm -hmm. when it happens, I feel like my identity is, like, cannibalizing itself, like, need to, like, rebuild from the ground up. So it kind of feels like, you know, when I get, like, when I, like, see too much cognitive dissonance between, like, maleness and femininity, I, like, go back to, like, identifying more female. And, like, I sort of, like, can feel very safe for a while, but after a while it starts to feel empty. So maybe it's just a kind of gender fluidity. Maybe it's like me going back in the closet. Maybe it's both somehow at the same time
0: yeah. i mean i've been I've been exploring some gender flux stuff with where the intensity of my gender varies mm. so like moving along some different axes I mean it's been combined with gender fluidity in weird ways that I'm still pulling apart. but like I know I know there's there's some aspect of that and and also, actually, when I, when my depression is really hitting hard, all the gender sort of leaks out. You know, gender fluid low, please refill. Mm. <laughs> and I mean, it's not necessarily, like, that in and of itself isn't bad, but something feels off in that way. So, like, there's this movement towards a gender, and the agenderness itself is fine, but, like, the fact that I'm moving in that direction, along with everything else sort of losing intensity as well, is frustrating. If I could, like, just move towards agender age some of the time, that'd be great.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But, like, my brain sort of associates it, because it's it's sometimes depression-related. And it's not always depression-related. Sometimes I feel that shift, but I don't know. It's weird. And I I don't know what impact hormones are going to have with my relationship with gender. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's improving my mood, so that's solid, but nice. I don't know. It's a weird place. Well, it's improving my mood, except, you know, the monthly crying time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah. hey, you win some, you lose some. And actually, the weirdest thing about the whole monthly crying time is it feels good to be sad mm. because... Well, sorry, it feels good to be sad enough to cry about it because, Mm. like, before I started taking hormones, I think I'd cried maybe like twice in the last five years before that.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And, like, just everything gets bottled up and it's got nowhere to go. And I felt like when I was thought I was masculine, when I thought I was cis, like, I also just didn't have an outlet for this. And it wasn't like I thought it was inappropriate as for a man to show emotions or anything like I'm I've not really changed my views on what is good masculinity or not during my transition or anything like that I just oh no I I just wasn't able to I wasn't able to physically connect my body to those emotions I didn't feel them in my body I only felt them in my mind and that was really hard and they were muted and I couldn't get in touch with them and now that I'm on the hormones like I feel I feel them physically more so than just anxiety which I've always felt like I carry anxiety in my body but other emotions Carrying those in my body as well it really like helps root me in who I am in ways I wasn't expecting. Like that was the, the that was totally not what I was looking for when I started transitioning. But honestly, it's one of the things that I really like about it. And that feels weird, because it's like, hey, I could feel so sad I'm crying once a month for a couple days, like on the verge of tears for like two days in a row every month. But like, hey, I get I get to be, you know, myself. I get to feel things and I guess, again, a lot of this sort of, like, plays off of my depression and my anxiety and stuff like that, because my depression doesn't show up in a sadness. It was always sort of a lack of feeling, and any feeling would be good in that scenario, like anger, sadness, anything that would draw me out of that state, and... I'm feeling a lot more in touch with myself, and I wonder, that might not be the hormones, it might just be being out as trans, like, allowing myself to actually connect to my personhood, to connect to my body, to connect to my emotions and my sense of self. Maybe that's what's doing it, more than hormones, more than the fact that, yes, I'm crying once a month and that's nice, but, like, just the overall level of being connected to who I am. I don't know, (laughs) do you have thoughts on that? I'm sort of
1: musing loudly good i was glad to hear all those thoughts i am um, oh i know that for me like i've always been a very emotional person and i got very attached to that part of myself you know i would cry all the time i was very you know very yeah i was very emotionally expressive i was very in touch with like sadness and that kind of emotion and i have noticed since i started with testosterone i can't really cry anymore unless something really 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 wild is happening yeah.
0: Yeah. That's what first 25 years of my life.
1: <laughs> it sucks. i not a fan. No, I'm really not. I like being able to feel rage more. No, I really feel like I didn't know how to be angry before. Like I didn't experience that emotion like ever. Now I have a much deeper sense of rage. No, I feel like that matters.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I haven't lost that one.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, rage is a powerful tool like hmm. yeah it's it's dangerous but i don't think rage yeah. is necessarily a problem
1: no and i can get too wrapped up in it sometimes just thinking about like all the shit that like world or all the shit that's happening in my world and you know just like be raged for like my friends and yeah. like
0: and I mean your world, it's part of the world, like
1: it is, yeah.
0: They're linked, interconnected, you
1: know, all that shit. Are interconnected. I feel like I guess linguistically I you don't know. There's like I'm angry about things that are outside of you you say the world and people think you're talking about things that aren't in your own life. Uh, or I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's just maybe that's a me thing. Anyway yeah
0: no i I think i I think it's what you're saying like people people want you to be like focus on your own life. don't worry about other people, but like
1: yeah,
0: I don't know i I say worry about other people. I say, you know the world I mean right now in the middle of this crisis, I think there's no no clear indication that the world's all connected than when a global pandemic has shut down the planet in many ways.
1: suppose so yes <laughs> like Ugh. like
0: every single person on this earth. Is impacted by this same thing, and like we all sort of have a relationship with it, for good or ill. And that's like I'm hoping we don't lose track of that when we come back. I'm hoping people are kinder.
1: Uh, it'd be nice. Yeah. That'd be cool. Uh, I'm definitely like grieving, like my sadness, though, like the sadness I felt when I was like oh, yeah. on estrogen to so speak, and um, I um, you know, now it's very. And, you know, like, I did sign up for these physical changes, and I do like them sometimes. And overall, I do, it does make me feel better, but I'm like, uh, I, yeah, sometimes I think maybe I'll just, like, max out the changes I can get from testosterone, and then, like... Roll it back. Yeah, roll it back. Like
0: Yeah. I mean, I know, I have... You're not the first person I've heard of on, on T. There are some of my friends that I've heard talking about how like they can't cry unless they do shit to like get themselves to cry and it really fucks them up. Yeah. Growing up they were able to cry when they felt sad and now they can't and they don't know what to do with their emotions and they don't have an outlet. And right now everyone's alone and it's just this awful trapped in feeling. And like I yeah. I relate I relate to that on some level, but when I felt that way, I didn't have a standard or comparison. And thinking going back to that just sounds awful to me.
1: Yeah, yeah. I feel like I actually like having a comparison. I feel like I like having a sense of, like, how you know like thinking like this isn't just the normal you know this isn't how everybody feels all the time you know yeah like having that awareness that like other things are possible
0: yeah and that's another reason i like hanging out with trans people yeah (laughs) almost all of us have some level of having more experience of how other people experience things realizing that like there's a lot of subtle shit that happens and some big stuff that's different that nobody talks about ever sure and this is one of those things. I think I can think of, like, one cis person who has done this. And that's in the book, you know, Fight Club, or movie, whichever you prefer. Like, that's a, it's a whole story about guys who aren't allowed to show emotion, except in socially acceptable forms mm-hmm. that involve violence. And I know there's more points to it than that. But, like, they cannot show love for each other, and they cannot cry, except in this very limited context. And they're required to go into this horrible context where they're beating the crap out of each other and causing each other pain just to be allowed to express pain. And so they express this physical pain, but in doing so, they're also allowed to express emotional pains that they don't have an outlet for yeah. and it becomes this cathartic bonding moment and you see men beating the shit out of each other in this movie as a bonding method because it actually works because it's the only way they're allowed to and i think we have we have a perspective here as trans folks that is not just the only way they're allowed to in some ways it's the only way they're capable of it because whether that's a societal thing or whether that's a physical thing or Combination of both. I like to think it's probably a combination of both, Mm. and it's just this terrible, destructive, trapping feeling, and I don't like it. And I think really that's one of the few pieces of media not produced by a trans person who like kind of gets it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I really enjoyed Fight Club. You know, I feel like it. Like oh god, yes. I know it has like i know it has like a a reputation of like um you know. Men using it to like excuse their misogyny but like
0: just because men missed the point
1: i <laughs> felt really moved by it you know i was very much like yeah you're right you know it does feel like this it you know i've been watching this sort of behavior my whole life and it's always bummed me out you know i remember being a little kid and being like gee this sucks being a, ba- being a man sounds really hard <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't recommend it. So, no,
0: like but I might be pissed
1: Yeah, no. I um I guess that's part of why I wanted to take it on. I was like, I'm going to crack the code, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I I, I perhaps yeah, work that way.
0: Yeah, it's a weird it's a weird place. Oh, no, I don't know. I I really do like that movie, too. I thought yeah. it's a vi- it has a lot of interesting things to say that a lot of people ignore, but it still said them. <laughs> Yes, it did. And I'm listening. I'm listening, I promise.
1: <laughs>
0: I am disappointed.
1: Just think about how at the end they like got a ton of people like fight club spoilers. <laughs> think about how at the end they like got like everyone out of these banks and then like burned the banks down. I'm just like <laughs> uh, You know. I don't yeah. know, whatever.
0: Yeah, no, it was funny. Speaking of Fight Club spoilers, I learned the whole, the, the big one. I actually saw, like, the five minutes where that's revealed before I ever saw the rest of the movie. So right. I had a very different experience watching it. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: my first time it's through. It's funny.
1: Cause... Yeah. My ex, um, who had um, DID, talked to me, like, about, like, DID movies and was like, yeah, Fight Club. And I was like, what? because I hadn't seen it yet so I had that spoiled for me too (laughs) oh yeah yep that's a spoiler Um, alright
0: I don't know how well that movie's a good (laughs) representation of D.I.D. I I suspect it's not a great one
1: (laughs) I just feel like the whole like generally like picking a person with DID as like a violent criminal is not a good idea. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that that's that's not the best. I'm going to I'm going to stick to my trans narrative. Um Yeah.
1: <laughs> I like that yeah. interpretation, better. it's yeah, <laughs> less horrifying.
0: Um, I agree. Sorry, Paul and Mike. I do think it's better than than the more recent film which also has some similar parallels with Joker. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it. I I suspect they're both gonna have, unfortunately, a long-term cultural impact that is much outside the central themes of like, hey, there are certain elements that really destroy us all. And people are just gonna be like, these people are cool! I wanna be like them! Because, honestly, anyone who walks out of Fight Club, anyone who walks out of Joker and looks at the main character and says, Rad. Suspect.
1: I'm sus. It's so, like, difficult and weird. Like, I've seen so many people have so many different takes on Joker. And, like, know that when I walked out of it, I felt, like, I was hoping for more, like, for more, like, anti-capitalism, direct anger about that. Yeah. As opposed to, I mean, yeah,
0: yeah, I think... I think there was a kind of nefarious undercurrent there, showing like, oh look, the the anti-capitalist movement is really just all built on lies and people and like built on a, an imagination of a situation that's not even what's actually happening.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Yeah,
0: and I'm worried about that because like that's not true. Because there's some shit going down, and yeah, for I think sure. That's... So I I'm worried about some of the themes there, but I think it's such a biopic in a way like it's it's just about a person and in a lot of ways it's not really passing judgment on how people react to them it's just saying like hey people react to them but like it's not necessarily saying if that's good or bad or like if it's even invalid because i think there's another interpretation where we look at joker and say yes joker did these things and wasn't doing it for the reason everyone said he was but he was just it was a movement it it needed a spark to light that fire it needed it needed something to inspire change and the fact that the thing inspiring change had no real intention to do so is irrelevant to whether or not the change is necessary it's true and i think and, and i think the amount of trash in the movie helps to sell that as an interpretation and i will, I will extrapolate on that uh, i will explicate my my desires here i think the whole city is intended to look like one that is falling apart, and that the Joker is a victim of it, as much as he is uh, a flashlight on it. And he isn't a good person, and you shouldn't aspire to be like him, but that doesn't mean that the people who used him as a tool had the wrong goals. Although I do think there's there's also an argument made that it's like, this is there's a very nihilistic argument that's like, all social movements are just using... Like, heroes in all social movements are used to advance a goal that the hero may have nothing to do about and has no control over the narrative about their own personhood. Which, if we roll that back, trans folks, I think one of the biggest struggles for us is taking control over the narrative of our own personhood.
1: Yeah. Ooh, yeah, that's tough. That's a tough one. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, see what I did there? Brought it, brought it all back.
1: In. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations! That's one of the things that like really freaks me out about like the, the gender fluidity. Because it's like, what if one day I'm cis again? You know, I know this is such like a, a trans fear. It's like, what if one day I lose God, control yeah. of my narrative completely? You know?
0: Yeah, yeah. That would, uh, that would, yeah. You have you have those moments. Sometimes it's days. Sometimes it's minutes. Sometimes it's just half a second. And you go what if it's what if i'm not what if <laughs> yeah. what if i'm wrong and we can't even fucking talk about it because yeah. then the cis people are like oh i knew it i knew you didn't mean it and it's just oh no that's not what i meant
1: <sighs> oh god yeah that stuff gets in my brain so much it like is it like totally like totally takes me over like i'm like very glad i like don't talk to cis people because i you know i'll have like month long stretches where i'm just like what if i'm i'm not you know <laughs>
0: yeah and i think
1: like me like oh i mean i just lie
0: to cis people yeah
1: <laughs> There's a lot of people. I mean, lying to me is good, you know. I think lying is really great. You have to eat hot chips and lie and be bisexual.
0: Well, I've got I've got all that down, so
1: awesome. Congratulations. Um, I don't have any yeah. hot chips, so I'm really not doing... I'm, I'm doing okay, but I could be doing better.
0: Yeah. Here, once once this is over, I will make you fries. Thank
1: you, I really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Remind me, because
0: I'm not going to remember this conversation. You know what, oh. actually, if, if anyone listens to this... They should remind me to tweet me once quarantine Great. is over. If you're listening to this, tell me to go make Indigo some fries. That's <laughs> that's how this is gonna work. All right. How this is awesome. gonna work, right? I'm
1: not gonna remember either.
0: But yeah, I mean, I yeah, I I really do. I, I just like lie to these people and say like, nah, I know, I know. There's no there's no doubt here. Meanwhile, inter- internal me doubts, paranoia no but what maybe (laughs) one more thing oh gosh yeah that's
1: hard Tiring. it's like i'd say that's like very tiring thing about being trans that doesn't get talked about quite as much like it's like external like the immediately like or like physically scary external pressures, which are also very, very bad. Sure. Very bad, but, you know, obviously. But like, those
0: are at least public. Like, cis, like if I talk to a cis person about like, hey, I'm walking down the street in a skirt and I'm afraid someone's gonna like, get violent with me, like, they understand it. Even if they don't agree that that's a danger, like, they get what I'm talking about and they don't think that invalidates me. <sighs> yeah. But Yeah yeah continue please sorry i interrupted i just
1: good good yeah i like and that's i guess you know i guess for me as like with like the way i the way i look like privileges i have like that is the thing that like is weighs on me the most just like sort of the like the lifetime of like gaslighting of like you're not your gender and then you're just like well i guess i'll i'll guess i'll whatever gender i want to be but it's not that easy you know there's all this narrative in your brain of like oh you can't do that you can't be that you know and you can't just like or at least i can't just like flush out all that all that memory and condition yeah
0: Realizing you're trans is not a single moment, it is an action taken every day, in every moment of my existence. And like,
1: that's hard. That sure is true. Yes. And it is hard. Ugh. Oh, it's very hard. Hard. Yeah. Just. I'm hoping
0: it'll become more habitual as I continue to transition, I've not been at this too long, but yeah.
1: It has gotten easier for me. That's good. Like, still very, very, very hard for me, but at the beginning, it was intolerable, you know? Like, I felt, like, much worse, like, immediately after the egg crack and, like, a couple months after the egg crack than I did beforehand, you know? Yeah,
0: I mean, I was so scared. I mean, a lot of that was just, like, I'm in a committed relationship with my partner who I live with and have for a long time, and first I came out as bisexual, and then I came out as trans, and I was like, I'm worried cuz mm. like at the time i believe my partner was heterosexual that may or may not be true but uh they're still with me so uh clearly this has worked out pretty well i think <laughs> i think it's nice. going pretty well but but yeah it, it it was a fear i mean i i i talked with people who sort of were lower stakes about it first cuz like if something happens with my partner that's a big deal but if something happens on it's just some like rando I met two years ago that I talked to online and have never seen in person like that's different like yeah yeah, that would suck because you know randos are great (laughs) but it's not going to end the world whereas you know something happened when I came out to certain family members like that would be a drastic change in my life and I've been really fortunate that nothing really much has changed because nobody's really rejected me in a major way that I'm aware of. Hmm. I have had some people that haven't talked to me since TDOF. Mm. But hey, you know what? I'm, I'm okay with that. If they don't want to <laughs> talk to me because I put a picture from me, a, a video of me walking out of a closet in a dress, <laughs> the trans flag cape, honestly, I'm okay with that. Uh, I don't want that kind of negativity in my life.
1: Yeah, fuck people like that. Like, it's better to not have them around. I am tough as it is. I did, like, sever a connection with, like, half of my family, like, after... Coming out as trans. And it wasn't really, that was just like the icing on the cake, you know? Like, um, yes. My dad was just like a bad guy. And like, the way he reacted to me being trans was like, you know, if that was the only problem I had with him, I think I could have gotten through it because he wasn't like all that bad, you know? But like, you know, just like with that on top of everything else was just like, I guess, I guess we're done, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh. So,
0: no, there are definitely some, some people that.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: are in my life who I kinda hoped would reject me, so I could like more cleanly cut off with some people that make me uncomfortable. Um, that might make me a bad person, but whatever. I don't care. I get enough shit for being trans. I'm allowed to be a little bit bad.
1: Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, I wish I felt that way.
0: I'm gonna make it work. I'm gonna make it work
1: for me. <laughs> yes, be evil. The evil is important
0: own the monstrous cryptid look
1: (laughs) Uh, I've been calling myself a creature when I refer to myself more instead of like a boy or a girl and that's felt pretty, pretty solid you know
0: creature's good yeah yeah, creature's good. I like cryptid bog witch is one witch. that I feel sometimes, especially when I like have been too dysphoric to shower for a couple days. Ace. Not shaved anything, you know, getting a little hairy, a little, a little scruffy there. It's good. It's a it's a fun look. It's very much um Sure, come down and talk to me, but I might eat your children. Just maybe. Yeah. And I think part of it's just sort of like a reaction. People are like, uh, oh, trans people are weird and it's like, You've seen nothing yet <laughs> <laughs> Just you wait. And I mean, I guess I've always sort of had that reaction, even before I realized I was trans or bi or anything. I was just like, Yeah, I'm weird. You got a problem with that? Oh my god. So I mean that's that's just sort of a natural outcropping of the mountain that is my personality. I'm I'm not I'm not egotistical at all. I'm just a mountain,
1: right? I <laughs> uh, aspire to that. I'm very like you know I feel like people will be like like tell me I'm like unusual and different but I don't believe them. I'm like no, nah, I don't exist. There's nothing special about me. You got it all wrong, you know. <laughs> I wish I was cool.
0: <laughs> hey f- first time you you met me, you left an impression on me. There were a lot of people at that meeting, and uh, you were one of the few people I remembered.
1: So. Nice, I left an impression. Yeah. Impression left. And <laughs>
0: hey, I am bad with people, so like, not like people skills, just like literally remembering who people are in useful ways. Yeah,
1: there's so many of them. So, <laughs> so many. <laughs> uh,
0: I had a dark joke there, but I'm not going to go there. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Uh I think I think you're a really interesting person. I mean, I wouldn't have asked you to talk about this if I didn't think you were an interesting person. So fair. like fair. that's fair. Oh it's not my only criteria in case anyone else who are interesting people in my lives are been like, hey, why didn't you talk to me? I'm interesting. It's like, well, <laughs> cis, So, fuck off.
1: <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, no. You don't know what a gender is. You have no idea what's a gender. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what a gender is,
0: but, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. But I don't want to admit that to cis people on this show. That's why I'm only talking to trans people right now.
1: For sure.
0: It's totally not gonna be cis people listening to this and being like, what the fuck are they talking about?
1: <laughs> that's right Uh, yeah i don't know what a gender is either and that like no i it it, it's very like i remember like in like 2016 i remember what i was saying like you know like i told people like i i logically deduced that i must be female because i am feminine and i (laughs) you know
0: i see that worked out great for you
1: (laughs) yeah it it didn't you know didn't it, it, that, that was not good, you know, I was that was that was one of my like crawling back into an egg spaces, you know, <laughs> God, that was like, I had a period where I was like, when I was first coming out, I was I, you know, I started off identifying as bigender. And then I was like, I think I just want to be a feminine man, you know, and then I like went on testosterone and like, for a little bit and like tried to like pass and all that because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. You know, I I was like 18, you know, I was impressionable. and give you. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) And (laughs) like hated being masculine so much that I stopped testosterone because I thought I couldn't like do those things at the same time, you know?
0: Yeah, that's that's
1: Like it was when I was like, I logically deduced that I'm female because I am feminine (laughs) and that is how gender works. I mean,
0: if you figure out how gender works, let me know. But I'm pretty sure that's not it.
1: <laughs> okay, I don't think that's it either. It's probably I don't I don't think I don't think that's quite it. Maybe that's how it works for some people, but I don't think that's how it you, gender works differently for everyone. That's the problem. Yeah. Problem. The, the best part. <laughs> the best part. Yes,
0: I like it. Yeah. <laughs> we should put that on a shirt. The best part. <laughs> the best part of gender is having no idea what the fuck is going on
1: <laughs> yeah we're all very scared and confused or maybe at some point we just become excited and confused
0: yes yes converting scared to excited is great confusion isn't evil confusion is a source of dialectic and dialectic is cool yeah. i like talking about shit
1: do too big words <laughs> talking about shit is good oh my gosh Ah thing that i really freak out about with the gender fluidity is like when i start leaning more like feminine or not not feminine when i start leaning more female again i like get really freaked out about like the people around me even like the trans people like but like the cis people it's just like good lord no you know yeah could i ever tell them
0: hey multi-transitional is valid sometimes you gotta go one direction and then you got to transition in another direction and those might not be opposite directions like there's lots of directions this isn't a fucking binary this is a cloud
1: at least and at least i i had this thought earlier today about how it could be like a bowl full of chips that you t- that you pick from like you know, like... That would explain
0: why I'm collecting genders so much like, these days.
1: <laughs> you just keep taking more and more
0: chips. I feel the same way. I just keep taking chips. Mmm, chips. Can't have just one. Genders.
1: Chocolate chips. If you leave them in the sun too long, they melt together. <laughs> hot chips. <laughs> Don't leave your gender hot chips in the sun too long, they'll start melting together. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's what happened to me. I'm just like uh, non-binary, trans femme, <laughs> s- somewhere in there. Uh, the rest is mm, shrugs shoulders, walks away,
1: asks a question mark. There's a couple days where I was just like, I'm quitting gender.
0: Yeah, gender sucks. <laughs> Fuck off, gender.
1: I'm gonna be a gender as in I just quit. I decided not to anymore. Um, I wasn't able to keep up with that, <laughs> but I felt very peaceful in that moment. <laughs> yeah,
0: gender just keeps coming back and. BITING ME IN THE ASS! Oh my god. It's like...
1: Chomp chomp. It's
0: like my first RPG character. I love it. And also... Oh god,
1: it was terrible. First RPG character. Is this like tabletop RPG?
0: In my case, that was what I was referring to, but honestly... I don't know. I'm doing a whole episode about games cool. and gender and stuff, so that's cool. That sounds
1: fun. That sounds fun. I yeah. ah, prefer a uh, prefer, uh, video game RPG myself, although... Maybe that's not even the correct term.
0: No, I mean that works.
1: You you talking like JRPGs or like That's the thing. I was thinking like it was I it's not even JRPGs, it's not even an RPG. I like my favorite video game is like freaking gosh. It's like I like games that are just like you follow a narrative and solve solve a couple puzzles and the art is beautiful, but mostly you're following the narrative.
0: Hey, that's cool. That's cool. They're they're like There are games like that. I can't remember the name. Whatever. I'm not a video game columnist. Columnist. Why the fuck would I use the word columnist? Like, why is that the first word to pop into my head? I am nowhere near a newspaper. I don't remember the last time I saw, like, a newspaper. I have newspaper bags because, like, we get them gifted to us because, like, pets... But, like, the last time I read an actual newspaper was probably months ago, and only to do the Stoke.
1: even remember the last time I saw a newspaper. <laughs> my mom still orders newspapers.
0: I mean, I like newspapers. Newspapers are great, but, I don't know, I'm a fucking millennial. What am I doing with a newspaper?
1: <laughs> no, oh my god. I'm gonna listen to a podcast instead. Yeah! Yeah!
0: <laughs> I like the way you think! <laughs> I forgot I want a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. But yeah, uh so I mean gender's hard, gender's weird. I'm hoping that this podcast helps sort of pick it apart and that people can get some value from just l- listening to me verbally shitpost about like whatever the fuck I want, which happens to be gender most of the time. Uh, same. Yeah, so Thanks for coming. Thanks. All right. Is there anything you want to shill? Because I am totally for supporting trans folks in whatever they're doing.
1: I'll just show I'll just show my Twitter.
0: Yes. Excellent. You
1: know, I need to have like a proper art portfolio, but like I do shit post about like gender and like like narrative video games and like sometimes furry bullshit on, on my Twitter.
0: Hey, furries pay their bills. You no,
1: know, I need to like make art for them. Seem like very sweet people. I, I just just keep designing furry characters like I have this experience where i'll like make a fursona and then i'll be like it's not me it's just its own character and then i'll make another one then like do the same it, and it's just like a cycle of like trying to make a fursona and then it's not it's just and i have a million characters
0: well that's for the other gender that's that's <laughs> that's for the the your gender's changed too much since the last time you made a fursona you can't <laughs> <laughs>
1: you're right Okay. It, it can't
0: be stable if, if like, like just collect, collect a harem. Yeah. And yes, I use that word entirely intentionally.
1: Harem. <laughs> okay. I, um, I mean, it is. It is. It is. They do have a pretty sexy time. All have yeah. a pretty sexy time. All my genders are just getting together. <laughs> 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 I'm a pretty sexy time.
0: Gender isn't sex,
1: but it sure is sexy. When I said gender is sex, I meant the act of sexual intercourse. <laughs> <of> <not. laughs>
0: yes. Excellent.
1: <laughs> okay, my my it's ugly pastry. The the A is a four at Ugly Pastry. That's my Twitter. I shit post. I post art. That is not shit. I spent a long time learning how to draw. <laughs> yeah.
0: Alright. Thanks for coming by, Indico. Well, in a metaphorical sense. Social distancing and all
1: that. Yeah, thanks for having me, Tenacity. It was nice sharing the virtual space with you.
0: Yeah, it's fun. We should do it again sometime. Definitely. What's in it gender? is a podcast created, edited, and operated by T. Granger. The opinions expressed within are those only of the speakers. Guests of the show have given permission for T. Granger to edit, repackage, and republish this content. Find What's an Agenda online at whatsonagender.com, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash on Twitter at an or on Discord at discord.gg forward slash qx6jw78. That's uppercase Q and lowercase everything else. If you would like to offer financial support out of the generosity of your heart, or because you'd like access to exclusive Discord content, including a voice channel with the creators of this content, and early or bonus tracks, go to my Patreon at patreon.com forward slash what's an agenda. If you have comments or questions, email me at podcast at com. Thank you for listening. What's an agenda? Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.